It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, November 20th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also follow my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into Friday's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. We got a good show today, I can't lie, one I've been excited about for a couple of weeks now, and that's because yesterday was the greatest American player in NHL history's birthday. The one and only Patrick Kane turned 32 years old yesterday, if you can believe that. Can't believe he's already 32. Feels like uh, just yesterday he and Taser were in their early 20s, but time flies. Kaner's now 32 years old. Um, But in honor of Showtime's birthday, I decided that I was going to break down his top five NHL moments on today's episode, which without a doubt will take us back to some of the greatest moments in Chicago Blackhawks franchise history. But before I get into all of that, we have some other things we need to talk about first. Yesterday, actually, uh, Kane himself announced some shocking news via Twitter, unrelated to his birthday. Um, But Kane and his girlfriend, Amanda, they announced the birth of their first child together. Their son, Patrick Timothy Kane III. The Patrick Kane legacy lives on, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, his father's name. Now, Patrick continues the tradition with his firstborn. Just wanted to be sure to inform you all that Patrick Kane is now a dad, which feels kind of crazy to say in itself. Uh, The Patrick Kane from 2010 to 2015. I don't know if that guy was capable of being a dad the way he got after it off the ice. Um, But in all seriousness... He's handled himself a lot better in the last chunk of years here, and it's really cool to see him settling down and starting a family. It was a nice heartwarming moment, uh, especially on Kaner's birthday. The baby was born a week before, not on the same birthday as Patrick. The baby was born November 12th, but pretty close to having the same birthday as his pops. But one more time, congrats to Patrick and Amanda on the birth of their first child together. And look out, NHL, because... Now, Kaner officially has dad strength, so he's going to be a completely different weapon out there on the ice. Not sure if the league is ready to handle that kind of power. All right, now moving on to some other news we have from the NHL surrounding the 2020-2021 regular season. And yeah, I know, it seems like we talk about it every episode right now, but that's the biggest news Around the NHL at the moment, there's just not much going on now that free agency has reached a screeching halt. The Blackhawks are basically all done with their off-season moves. 
Um, but at the same time as well, uh, we're finally starting to see some progress from the league as to uh, getting the start of next season, you know, into some better plans. Uh, they've, they've been having calls every day the past week, week and a half to try and get this done as soon as possible. But there have been some complications along the way because of uh, revenue and whatnot. But before I get into that, there was an announcement on Thursday afternoon regarding the potential, uh, likely, I guess you could say, but the potential, likely, whatever you want to call it, the division realignments for next season. As I've talked about in a couple different episodes lately, the NHL is likely going to be forced to switch up their divisions for next season with the Canadian border not expected to be open in time. Um, And for the Blackhawks, the Central Division will have quite a different look. Only the St. Louis Blues and the Nashville Predators would remain with the Hawks in the Central. But there has been uh, one change that we saw uh, announced on Thursday to the Central Division. The league has decided to move the Carolina Hurricanes from the Central to the Eastern Division. And then they moved the Pittsburgh Penguins over to the Central which makes that division even more talented than it already was. Uh, And also, the league probably thought about how big Blackhawks-Penguins games are. They love throwing those games on NBC Sports for a Wednesday night rivalry or something. It seems like every time the Blackhawks and the Penguins face off, it's on NBC Sports Network. Um, But they do that because they know everyone will tune in. It's two great fan bases, so I'm sure that... Probably had something to do with the decision, but also Pittsburgh would make more sense than Carolina in the Central. But besides that, the Columbus Blue Jackets, Detroit Red Wings, Florida Panthers, and Tampa Bay Lightning are expected to join the Hawks, Penguins, Blues, and Predators to make up the Central Division for next season, which would not make life any easier for the Blackhawks. That's probably a tougher division than the Central would have been normally, and that's saying something because the Central is loaded normally. But hey, the NHL, they they got to do what they got to do. They have to do whatever it takes to get this season in after you know all the tough losses that occurred last season revenue-wise. Um, and speaking of revenue, right now, one of the biggest issues at hand has to do with the latest CBA agreement, which the NHL is now asking players to reconsider because of the losses from the COVID-19 pandemic. But before I get into all of that, I need to talk to you all about Bilko, the protein and energy gel your body needs on the go. Bilko comes in a squeezable plastic container, which makes it super easy to eat on the go before a workout, for your breakfast before a long day at work, and also just as a tasty snack around the house. Everyone has that wall they need to break through every day to get their body going, whether it be physically or mentally, and Bilko is the perfect protein and energy source to get your body ready for whatever your day is going to throw at you. Right now, Bilko is offering 20% off, but only to Lockdown listeners. So be sure to go to BiltBar.com right now, click on the Bilko section at the top, and use our promo code LOCKED in all caps to get 20% off your first Bilko order. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. 
And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at JackBushman2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and to follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you may listen to your podcast and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. All right, so I just finished up talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins being moved to the Central Division while the Carolina Hurricanes were moved out to the East. Now I wanted to be sure to talk about the NHL looking to make amendments to the latest CBA agreement, which was just signed five months ago, in order to get additional deferment on the players' 2020-2021 salaries and to raise the escrow uh, escrow caps in the final three years of their new deal because of how much money that was lost due to the COVID-19 pandemic and how much they are projecting to lose in this season because of the lack of attendance and whatnot. But basically, this right now is one of the more challenging issues that the NHL and the NHLPA face with starting next season because the league is, they're trying to take more money away from the players, basically. And naturally... The players weren't very happy to hear that, especially because the latest CBA agreement was signed literally five months ago. That gives the players like a legitimate gripe here because it's not like the league was unaware of COVID-19 or the effects it would have going forward at that time or anything. They still signed the deal. So it's like they knew what they were getting themselves into and it's kind of unfair for them to already be going back on that deal just five months after signing it. So I understand why the players are upset here, but this is going to make for a tough seesaw battle if they don't give a little bit, because we know the league is stingy. I don't think that's going to surprise anyone out there. The NHL likes money. Yes. Wow. Breaking news here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Um, So I'm sure the league is not looking to budge much from what they want to do right now. And if the players aren't willing to budge either, This could lead to the start of next season coming in, what, late January, early February, and so on. The season as a whole, it isn't in jeopardy or anything, though. TSN's Elliot Friedman confirmed that yesterday, but he did add that the the clock is ticking to get things done if the league does want to start on January 1st as they planned. Um, there, there are just some hurdles the two sides are going to have to get over in a hurry in order for that to get accomplished. But yes, January 1st is still the target start date. The NHL remains insistent on that. 
Um, and Friedman, he also reported yesterday that around 60 games is what the NHL is looking at right now. So a little less than they played last season. Most teams got 70, 71, somewhere in that ballpark. So unfortunately, we'll have a little fewer regular season games. But the league, they want the Stanley Cup awarded by July 15th in order to make sure that for 2020, uh, 2021, 2022, they're playing 82 games. They don't want to lose more money than they already are. Again, the league's stingy. Breaking news here on the podcast. Um, and, and clearly, the league is willing to cut down on some regular season games in order to make sure that the Stanley Cup is accomplished by January 15th. As I just said, they're looking at 60 games right now. Um, but at the same time, after hearing the complications between the two sides regarding that escrow cap and whatnot... The season could be cut down even shorter than 60 games if the two sides aren't able to reach an agreement sometime soon. And yeah, as Freeman said, the clock is ticking, ladies and gentlemen. It's already November 20th. If the league wants to start the season by January 1st, training camps are going to have to be opened in, in what, the next two, two and a half weeks? You'd have to think sometime in early December would have to be the goal. The players need at least two and a half, three weeks to prepare for the season, at least. Especially if there's going to be uh, like complications with how many players can practice together at one time and whatnot. I'm not sure how all of that is going to work, um, but still a lot of details to be ironed out from the two sides. But at least things are starting to pick up a little bit as we are now moving into the latter half of November, believe it or not, with Thanksgiving right around the corner. All right, coming up in just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time to unveil the top five moments from Patrick Kane's NHL career in celebration of his 32nd birthday. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at TalkinHockey. Or you can also always email the Locked On Blackhawks email, which is LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com. For any questions you have about the show, the Blackhawks, or anything that has to do with their draft picks or their moves during the free agency period. Okay, so we just wrapped up talking about the latest holdup between the NHL and NHLPA on the start of the 2020-2021 regular season. Now, 
It's finally time to celebrate our beloved Patrick Kane's 32nd birthday by unveiling the top five moments in his NHL career. Top five moments, in my mind at least. Starting off at number five, I have Kane recording his 1,000th point of his NHL career. This came just back in January, actually, in a game against the Winnipeg Jets. Kane picked up an assist on Brandon Saad's goal, one of the last in uh, one of his last in the Blackhawks sweater, sadly. But on that goal, Kane became the youngest American to reach 1,000 points in their career and just the 90th player in NHL history to do so. Uh, A big accomplishment from 88. Not many players get to that number, and he did so when he was just 31 years old. So a big moment there for Kaner. I'm glad that moment got to come at the United Center as well because it it was an awesome celebration for 88. The fans were going nuts. They were well aware of what was going on. The whole bench came out on the ice to congratulate Kane. And also, the Blackhawks as an organization, they always do such a tremendous job at making moments like that special. So, that's why I chose Kaner racking up point number 1,000 as the number 5 moment in his NHL career. And by the way, you know you're pretty goddamn good when 1,000 points is the number five moment in your career. We got some pretty good stuff as we move our way down this list. Coming in at number four now, a good one. Kane taking home the Hart Trophy, Art Ross Trophy, and Ted Lindsay Trophy for his dominant 2015-2016 regular season. At the time, Kane, he had career highs across the board that season. 46 goals actually still is his career high. He had that along with... 60 assists for a league-leading 106 points. First time in his uh, entire career that he led the league in points. He was in the lead a couple of times earlier in his career before, unfortunately, going down with injuries. But this time around, he was able to play all 82 games, and what a fun year that was for Showtime to finally take home some hardware. He and Artemi Panarin, man, they had the puck on a string together that season. It was unbelievable. And not only did Kaner take home league MVP and the scoring title, but he also won the most valuable player as voted on by his peers in the Ted Lindsay Award. So it was a clean sweep for Kaner at the NHL Awards, and rightfully so. The first American-born player to win NHL MVP checks in as the number four moment in Kane's NHL career. At number three, I have... Kane scoring the game-winning goal against the Los Angeles Kings in the 2013 Western Conference Final. The heartbreaker goal. One of the best celebrations in NHL history, in my mind. And what a moment this was for Blackhawks hockey. It couldn't have been any more picture-perfect. You got Taze, the captain, skating down the ice on a two-on-one with his best buddy, Patrick Kane, and Taze makes an absolutely perfect pass onto Kane's tape for the one-timer. The hat-trick goal sends the Blackhawks back to the Stanley Cup Final. That was an unbelievable moment. One of those where uh, I'll never forget where I was when I was watching it. And not to toot my own horn here, but I do remember predicting Kane to score the game winner in overtime for the hat-trick with all my buddies. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. One of my favorite goals ever. Kane's game winner in Game 5 against the Los Angeles Kings. The heartbreaker goal. Checks in as the number three moment in his NHL career. At number two, 2015 Stanley Cup Final, Game 6 against the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
Patrick Kane scores the Stanley Cup ceiling goal in the final minutes to secure the Blackhawks in the history books, signifying that they are officially one of the modern-day dynasties in the NHL. That might have been the loudest I ever heard the United Center through my TV. Another one, of course, I will never forget for the rest of my life. What a pass by Brad Richards. Exactly what we added him that offseason prior for. A moment like that. And what's kind of funny is uh, this was nearly the same goal that Kane scored against the Kings two years earlier. That checked in at number three. They were from basically the same spot on the ice. Um, But what a moment that was. Securing the Blackhawks' third Stanley Cup in just six seasons Also, the first one on home ice at the United Center. An incredible scene there. One of the biggest goals of his career. One of the biggest goals in Blackhawks history. Um, But not as big as this one. Checking in at number one, of course, the 2010 Stanley Cup Final against the Philadelphia Flyers. Game six. The goal that brought the Stanley Cup back to Chicago. The first time in 49 long-awaited years. Just a 22, 23-year-old kid making history for the Blackhawks organization. And what a run that would go on to spark in Chicago for hockey. Um, It was a bit of an odd moment for sure. No one was really sure whether or not the puck went into the net besides Kaner himself. Um, But really hard to argue with this, uh, hard to argue against this being the biggest moment in Blackhawks franchise history. That really changed everything within the organization. The first cup that made everything else possible. And a moment like that, that's exactly, uh, I mean, I don't know. They probably didn't draw it up that way, but kind of the moment that the Blackhawks uh, had envisioned when they selected Kane with the first pick in the 2007 NHL draft. So clearly a good decision there by Dale Talon and his group back then because what a chunk of moments the kid has given us uh, over the last 13 years. And hopefully... We can have many more in the future, but one last time, happy 32nd birthday to the best American player in NHL history, Patrick Kane, and it made for a really fun episode today, being able to break down uh, these top moments and being able to think back on some incredible memories from the Blackhawks dynasty era. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Friday, November 20th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and as always, be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast for all the latest news from all 31 teams from around the league. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the podcast, you can always email LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com, hit me on one of my two Twitter accounts, or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until the next episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.
Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.